Hello, and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free, and no RSVP is required. So you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about how to get yourself out of overwhelm. Most of us, when we're feeling overwhelmed, think that our job is just to deal with it or to force ourselves through it or to talk ourselves out of it. And while that's an effective strategy and while a lot of us do it, it's not the best way to handle it. So tonight I'm going to introduce you to a way to get yourself out of this place so you can have access to more resources, which is kind of the point. So why is this important? This is important because if you're human, at some point, you're going to find yourself feeling overwhelmed. Sorry. This is important because knowing how to manage your emotional state allows you to be more flexible. It allows you to be more resourceful. Or to use the 2020 hashtag term, allows you to pivot. And this is important because being able to access the part of your mind that is geared towards solving problems, as opposed to identifying problems, really makes the twists and turns of life a whole lot easier and more graceful to navigate. So let's start by first talking about what overwhelm is not, because we get this wrong. Overwhelm does not mean that you have some sort of a lack of intelligence or a lack of emotional strength. It doesn't mean that you're somehow weak or dysfunctional or broken. Overwhelm is not a healthy strategy to keep yourself motivated, although it is an effective one that a lot of us use. And overwhelm is not a requirement for productivity and growth. Believe it or not, you are able to expand without getting completely overwhelmed all the time. So what overwhelm actually is, 
All it is, it's an indication that whatever situation you find yourself in in the world outside of you is not a match to the information and resources you possess inside of you. It's a gap. It's a sign that you need to go get some more resources. You need to get a new mindset or perspective or skills. It just means that what's going on outside of you is different from what you know how to handle, and so you need to grow. Overwhelm is an indication that growth is happening, which is what we all really fight for. And then when it shows up, we're like, ah, you. <laughs> What overwhelm really is, it just, it's an unresourceful state. It's an emotional state. It's no different than any other state. And like every state in our life, it's all good. Every emotion comes to teach you something. And overwhelm is teaching you that you need to go find some new resources. You need to find some new perspectives. You've got a skills gap. Now, in the coaching world, we believe that there are no unresourceful people. There are only unresourceful emotional states. That means that we believe everyone knows what is best for them. Everyone knows how to live their life the way that they want to. But unfortunately, we find ourselves in unresourceful emotional states that keep us feeling stuck. Once we remove that unresourceful emotional state, once we change it, the resources that had been there all along bubble up into your awareness. You can notice them. Until we get ourselves into a better place, someone can literally come up to us and say, I have the answer to all your problems. And we're like, no one can help me. That's not a lack of resources. That's an unresourceful emotional state. Change the state. The resources are right there. Let's go a little deeper with this information. So we've talked in the past about this idea that you have two minds. You have your conscious mind. You have your unconscious mind. What does that mean? Your conscious mind is just referring to anything that's in your awareness. So for instance, right now, you're likely aware of the sound of my voice. If you're in circle tonight, you're probably aware of my super fabulous circle diagram on the screen in front of you. And maybe you're not aware of the sensation of the back of your legs on your chair or your feet on the floor tucked up under you. Only now that I'm mentioning these things, you're probably noticing these things. So anything that's in your awareness is what's being processed by your conscious mind and everything else is being processed by your unconscious mind. Your body's picking up the data, the neurons are firing. You're just not noticing it because it's really not that important. Because if you're paying attention to the feeling of the back of your legs on a chair, you're probably gonna miss something a little bit more critical to your survival in front of you. Now, when it comes to these two parts of the mind, they have very different goals, very different skills, very different, let's say, personalities. So your conscious mind is associated with the more rational parts of the brain. It is very logical. It is very linear. It thinks in words. It's all about managing your survival. That means that it's really good at identifying problems. Its whole job is to be like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Why is that happening? What's that? What's that? What's that? Thinking that as long as I know what's going on and identifying all the problems, I'll survive, which is true. The good news is it's really good at identifying those problems. This means that it's not really geared for solutions. That's not its function. That's not how it's designed. It's really good at very basic solutions that have no specific gray area. It's purely black and white, like one plus one is two. Anything that is a very specific one plus one equals two, black and white kind of solution, that part of your mind can handle everything else in your life. It's just not good at it. It's too busy noticing problems. Your unconscious mind, this one is where your emotions live. It thinks in pictures. It's all about keeping you safe. And its job 
is to notice and find new resources. Remember that it has access to all the information coming into you, not just what's in your awareness. When we are in overwhelm, what happens is, is we get stuck in our conscious mind. We're looking at only what we can pick up directly in our awareness, and we're missing out on everything else. We call this being tunnel visioned. So when we're in overwhelm, our stress goes up. We're thinky, 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 why, 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 all the time in our conscious mind, which means we can't do anything else. So our mental processing for other basic tasks in our life goes down, and then we label ourselves, and my brain doesn't work. I'm like, well, it's tired. <laughs> It's like a dog looking for a bone that never existed. It just keeps looking and looking and looking and looking and looking, and it's not geared to find it. When we're in this place of overwhelm, we literally can't access new resources. Someone could literally come up to us and say, here's the solution to your problem, and we will not be able to interpret it and take that in. We'll reject it somehow. When we get into overwhelm, we think what we're supposed to do is think more. I'll work harder. I'm going to do more things that I should do. By the way, if your should do list is longer than your wants to do list, you're going to be in overwhelm. If you never do things throughout the day that you want to do, and you're only doing things that you should do, you're going to feel overwhelmed because what you should do is based on what you already know. But overwhelm means go find new resources. That's how we keep ourselves stuck. We think when we're overwhelmed, we're supposed to use rage or shame to motivate ourselves. Just yell at ourselves enough. We poop on our heart enough, we'll eventually get through it. Or just like grit our teeth and force ourselves through it using pure willpower. And the good news is, is that it does get us through things. The overwhelm doesn't go away, though. What we'll do is we'll push it out of our awareness. And that doesn't mean it's gone. It just means it's gone underground. So what do we need to do instead? You need to manage your state so you can find your resources. That's it. That's it. When you're feeling overwhelmed, you just need to get yourself into a more resourceful state and then pay attention to what shows up for you. When you're in like ah, crazy land, you can't notice the stuff that's already there. Now, what we think manage our state means is if I'm feeling a negative emotion, I need to flip it and force myself to feel a positive emotion. So instead of saying, I'm having a really sad, angry day, it's like, no, no, everything's fine. My coworker's really pissing me off. No, no, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, they're doing their best. We're lying to ourselves because we think that the opposite of a negative emotion is a positive emotion, but that's not true. The opposite of a negative emotion is neutral. The most resourceful state you can be in is a neutral state. A lot of us think that if we respond neutrally, that somehow means numb dissociated or not caring. Like somehow us being an emotional mess is a barometer for our ability to be compassionate or empathetic. Believe it or not, you can be a high empath and respond neutrally. It's a skill set. It's a mindset. It's something that requires some resources. I'm going to introduce you to one of my favorites tonight. One of the greatest things I have found for getting myself into a neutral state is called the learning state. Now, the learning state is actually based on an ancient Hawaiian practice that was practiced by the ancient Hawaiian Huna, which is considered to be a secret society that holds the mystical secrets of the land. It's been adapted from the practice known as Hakalau, which is Hawaiian for eyes wide open. This process uses your peripheral vision 
to alter your brain waves. It literally changes your brain waves from beta brain waves, which are associated with irrationality, with fight or flight, with stress, with overwhelm. And it allows the induction of alpha brain waves, which is a mild meditative state. What I love about learning state is that step one of it requires you to place your eyes up above normal level. So looking up just a little bit. When your eyes are up, it is neurologically impossible to access negative emotions. We know this instinctively. If you're watching someone who's trying not to cry, they will turn their eyes up. And then if it's a woman, we'll wave at our face because we don't want our mascara to run. <laughs> That's a cosmetic thing. But eyes up is what we do instinctively. And it works because we cannot access negative emotions when your eyes are up. It's just the way the brain works. When I put my eyes up, I cannot access my negative emotions. What I then do using learning state is I expand into my peripheral awareness. And that's what's known as Hakalau. This process balances the hemispheres of the brain, which means it's giving you multi-hemispheric access versus just stuck in thinky, 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 left brain mode. So it's allowing you to access all of the resources of your mind. Do you think when you're feeling overwhelmed and your inside resources are not matching what you need outside, it would be better to have all the use of your brain and not just the one side of it? Yeah. This process increases sensory input from three degrees of the field of vision to 180. When we say that someone is tunnel vision, they're literally trying to focus so hard and block everything out that they can't notice what's there. We think when we're overwhelmed, we're supposed to just, you know what, everyone else just shut up. I'm just going to block everything else. I'm going to put my head down and just run through and just focus on what I need to focus on. When I do that, I'm actually cutting myself off from information. In learning state or Hakalau, we expand our awareness into peripheral, which gives us access to 180 degrees of information. That means that you're literally getting access to more data. Some of that data may even be some guideposts for where you want to go next. When you're in this place, it induces alpha brain waves, which are associated with easy learning, with relaxed focus, with retention. The reason this is called the learning state is because in psychology, we know that learning is state dependent. What that means is whatever emotional state you're in when you learn something, if you want to recall it more readily, go back into that emotional state. Problem is most of us have no idea what emotional state we're in when we learn something. And when we learn something, it's definitely a different emotional state than when we're taking a test. This is why someone can know something really well in the classroom or know it really well at home and then go to take a test and being in a different emotional state because they're in a different environment, because maybe they're worried about it because it's an actual test. And they can't access the information. When we teach this to kids, we will see their average go up an entire grade point without doing anything else. When we manage our state, we put ourselves into a learning state when we learn something, then put yourselves back into it when you're taking a test. This solves so many problems for students. I teach this actually, or I used to pre-COVID go to um, school board and teach this in classrooms. And I'm like, please, one day let me walk into a school and hear every classroom the teacher say, all right, everyone, we're going to start eyes up because this is magical. Now, as an adult, when would you really use this? Anytime you want to learn, assimilate, or recall new information. If you do lunch and learns at work, I sing in a chorus and we have coaching. We learn lots of stuff and choreography. I'm putting myself on learning state all the time. Anytime you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, 
It's literally impossible to feel negative emotions in this place. Learning state is really helpful if you're having a panic attack or you feel that feeling of one coming on. Know that when you're already in that emotional state, your body will fight you to keep your eyes down. So you're going to need to force your eyes up. When you do that, the panic attack will subside in about 45 seconds. This is really good if you're at conferences or any kind of a brainstorming session or educational event, basically anywhere you want access to full resources of your mind, which is everywhere. There is no place in your life where you wouldn't want to feel more neutral, where you wouldn't want to be able to have more flexibility. Put yourself in this state all the time. Live in this place. It keeps you in your peripheral awareness. It allows you access to more information and it keeps you neutral. So how do we actually do this? Surely it must be super complicated. No, it's actually quite easy. So I'm going to, for those of you who are in circle tonight, I'm going to walk you through this. If you are listening to this on the podcast, you are welcome to follow along unless you are driving in a car, in which case, please avoid paying attention to this and then listen to this and follow along when you're somewhere safe and not in a moving vehicle. So how to put yourself in the learning state. It's really easy. I'm going to have you keeping your chin level. I want you to find a spot on the ceiling or the wall in front of you that you can look at comfortably. Now you want your eyes up a little bit, but not to the point where you're attempting to look at the back of your own brain. So if it's just a spot on the wall higher up or where the ceiling and the wall meet or actually on the ceiling, it's up to you depending on your room. And you want to make sure that you keep your chin level to the ground and it's only your eyes turned up. So you're going to find a spot and you're just going to sit there and stare at that spot and breathe and do your best to keep looking at that spot and hold your eyes on that spot and breathe. And you'll notice at a certain point after a few breaths that your awareness will naturally begin to shift into your peripheral awareness and keeping your eyes on your spot. You'll begin to notice that you can expand your awareness all the way to the left and all the way to the right, keeping your eyes on your spot until you have full access to the entire space, 180 degrees around you. And continuing to breathe and just explore this space using only your peripheral awareness. And at a certain point, you're gonna notice, you're gonna to get to the very, very edge of your awareness. And when that happens, I want you to imagine that you can wrap that awareness all the way behind you. Imagine that you can see the room behind you. Imagine you can hear and feel the entire space behind you. And then right behind your head, I want you to lock that in. Go ahead and lock that in. And when it's completely locked in and you have full awareness around you, you can bring your eyes back down. And take a moment to notice what you notice. Some people notice that the room seems brighter or larger. Some people will notice the sounds seem either louder or more faint. Some people just notice a sense of calm, like just... I just feel like I can breathe again. This is what neutral feels like. This does not mean numb. This does not mean disconnected. This means neutral. This means access to all my resources. The more you can keep yourself in this space, the more you can become aware of the resources that are already there because there are no unresourceful people. There are only unresourceful states. 
Now, if you would like to learn how to put yourself in learning state without having to rewind this entire podcast, please know you can go to my website at livelifeunbroken.com slash learning, and there you will find full written instructions, as well as an MP3 audio file of me walking you through the process. Please feel free to share this resource with anyone you know who needs some support getting out of overwhelm, getting out of panic, or students who could use some support in their learning style. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that you're not meant to be positive all the time. The opposite of a negative emotion is neutral, and the more you can keep yourself in a neutral state, the more flexibility and choice you will have. Spending your life always happy is just as toxic as feeling always sad. Remember that putting yourself in learning state will help balance the hemispheres of the brain. It'll give you access to the full resources of your mind. And it'll give you access to the part of your mind that's supposed to be used to find solutions. And remember that you're allowed to be compassionate and caring and authentic and stop buying into other people's drama and chaos. You're allowed to be neutral and still be compassionate. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. A lot of us believe that in order to show love, we're required to be create big emotional messes. Or that if people don't need us or if we don't need them, then we'd end up alone. And that's a valid feeling. And you can now get yourself to a more neutral place by using learning state. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. I wanted to ask, um, so it, it is okay to blink, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Very important question. This is not a staring contest with the dots. You are welcome yeah. to blink. I actually, I'm planning on running a challenge in the group because I think it'd be really interesting. So while 30 seconds will get you out of overwhelm, um, holding the space for a few minutes can be quite transformative. And so if you're going to hold this for like anywhere up to 10 minutes, you're probably going to want to blink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so with the learning thing, when you mentioned the students or when you're about to learn, is it just the 30 seconds to, or 45 seconds before you learn? Is that kind of what's suggested? It's as you're learning, anytime you find yourself going, oh my God, I'm so lost. <laughs> or oh, like when you start to feel overwhelmed because there's so much data coming at you. So the way I do it is I'll put myself into it right off the start. And then as we go throughout the day, because what happens is you'll be in learning state, you'll have access to the peripheral and that will stay with you until you go into your foveal awareness. Foveal awareness is the three degrees of field. And that happens when you're doing precise things like writing, right? So if you're taking notes, you're going to write and then you might find yourself coming out of it depending on I, I can write and not pay that close attention. <laughs> because I'm just scribbling. Uh, so at any point, if you find yourself feeling all the feels of it, Put yourself back in, even if that means every few minutes, just putting your eyes up for a moment. And when you get really good at it, you'll find that you can catch yourself really quickly and then just put your eyes up for like 10 seconds. We're like, okay, good. And eyes back down. So you can do it as often as you want. 
have been so helpful for me earlier this week. It's been a crazy week. But um, when you're in a stressful situation with someone, um, like coworkers or something happening, can you do it that, then in that moment? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't with somebody right in front of me. It was more like Teams chat stuff, and it was just getting very, very overwhelming. Um, is that like a useful time to do this technique as well? Absolutely. Now, when you're going to be around people, you're going to have to have a little bit of finesse. Because <laughs> if you're around people and you put yourself in a learning state, because your eyes are up, someone's going to notice and they're going to come up to you and they're going to look up at the ceiling where you're looking and be like, what are you looking at? They're going to think there's like a bug there or something like that. So your eyes don't have to be super high up. They just need to be slightly above. So you can kind of raise your eyes to like look at their forehead or the top of their head for a moment. Um, you can also do it just so in that moment, you're not like completely overwhelmed. You haven't lost it yet. So in that moment, you can keep looking at them and then just start to notice your peripheral, mm-hmm. which I've done before. It's not exactly the same, but heck is open awareness. The eyes up is to get yourself out of a negative emotion, but opening yourself up to the 180, even while you're talking to someone like right now, I see you, but I also see my cat. So yes, you can absolutely use this in the moment. And have some finesse with it, lest you be labeled as the person who's constantly looking at spiders on the wall. <laughs> cool. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www dot btgwellness.com slash circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.